Hey everyone, it's Anil from Live, Breathe, Believe. Uh, so again, today is another first. I'm actually gonna try doing a solo video recording while I record the podcast. So uh, let's see how this goes. So for those of you that are gonna watch this on YouTube, I hope you enjoy it. For those of you that are listening, I hope you enjoy it as well. Um, today's topic is something I've been thinking about for the last few days. Um, it's actually been on my mind for the last couple of weeks, but in the last few days it started to kind of come up a bit more and more. And, if we think about what's going on in the world and kind of what we spoke to Inder about last week, uh, there, there's just a lot going on. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of bad. Fortunately, the one phrase that I was hearing at the start of lockdown, um, we are in unprecedented times. Uh, I've not heard that in over like at least a month or two, and I'm really thankful for that. But one word that has continued to kind of come up here and there is the word uncertainty. Now, uncertainty as a word can provoke discomfort. It tends to switch on that uh, fight or flight mode within us as like an immediate reaction. So either we will do that, or if we kind of refer back to what we spoke about last week, uh, if we have a still mind and a wise heart, we actually might find a way to grow and gracefully work through it. So I've discussed adversity. And that's an absolute unpleasant situation. And I feel that uncertainty can also enable growth within us. You know, that phrase, everything happens for a reason, or everything happens for the best. You know, when you feel like crap, those expressions may actually unleash, unleash like a feeling of, you know, what the fuck, you know, or, you know, it's so easy for you to say that to me. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know how I feel. And so I'm almost actually thinking through that and think, okay, you know, when we do reflect on those moments of uncertainty, if we manage to find a way to work through it, uh, to grow, to actually reflect and actually understand, okay, so what happens when we're in there in that moment of uncertainty? How do we work through it? I actually almost want to find a way that we can manage that reaction, be proactive about it, and actually be the one who says, you know what? Actually, I'm glad that happened. It happened for a reason or it happened for the best. So how do we get there? Is it even possible to get there? I truly believe it is. I'm actually gonna share um, a period of my life that happened over 20 years ago. Um, and, and that was a, a, you know one of many of my moments that were absolutely filled with uncertainty. And uh, I look back on it now, and I look back on it quite fondly. Um, and I'm grateful for going through that moment, and I'm grateful for it helping me become who I am today. Um, and I know that as my life builds and grows and I add more to it, you know, uh, a partner, kids, a family, um, maybe a bigger job, I know that I need to ensure that I am capable of taking my own medicine uh, when uncertainty strikes. So come back with me. The, uh, the year is 2001. I'm a fresh graduate, finance and accounting, feeling like a hot shot. I've got a sign-on bonus, just signed uh, a contract with PwC Consulting in their strategy practice. I'm the only one in Denver that's been brought in for that year. Um, and so what does every American graduate typically do? They book a ticket and they fly to Europe for the summer and they become more cultured. Uh, they try to expand their horizons and, and you know live in hostels and travel and see the sights and take a series of photographs knowing that life when I come back post this is all about work and hard ethic. Uh, but before I actually do that, it reminds me, instead of actually buying a backpack to backpack through Europe, I bought a roller bag. And yes, if you ever hear the legend of Roller Boy, 
I think that was this guy right here. Um, so while I was in Europe over the weeks of June uh, and July, I was starting to hear about a lot of these bubbles bursting. So for those of you that are familiar, 2001, that's when the dot-com bust happened. And companies were starting to take a hit uh, or they were slowing down recruitment. Companies that were riding the internet wave um, with their cool offices and slick recruiting practices were starting to pull the plug. And I was hearing these things and I was like, nope, guys, girls, I'm okay. I actually feel quite confident. I've got a signed contract. I'm going to be joining the strategy at PwC. I'm good. I've got no issues. Uh, and so the party continued. Um, but then um, a few weeks later uh, in July, um, I was in Cinque Terre, the Italian Riviera. Uh, and uh, that's when it got interesting for me. I remember that I was in, in an internet cafe. Uh, yes, for those of you that don't know, they did have those back then. Um, and I came across an email from uh, my HR uh, from, from PwC and she said, uh, Anil, please contact me immediately. So I went to a payphone, uh, and yes, those did exist back then too. We didn't have our cell phones to, to flip open and, and, and make that phone call. Um, so I made the call and, uh, this is kind of how it went. Anil, given the circumstances, the pipeline in the business is starting to slow down. So, you know, as a consultancy, they have a work pipeline, series of projects slowing down, not much work being sold through. My response? Uh-huh. Uh, we're not staffing many projects at the moment either. Uh-huh. So we're actually going to have to freeze your contract. Uh-huh. So uh, does that mean I, I'll start later, <clears throat> maybe a month later, two months later? Uh, the response? Uh, no. Uh, your contract is actually frozen indefinitely. You know, and like you think about those moments like indefinitely, indefinitely, indefinitely. So yeah, that's when it hit me. That dream job in consulting wasn't going to happen. Over the next few days, I got pretty emotional. Um, there I was, uh, the Italian Riviera, amazing weather, newfound friends, amazing food, and uh, yeah, the oh shit, I don't have a job to go back home to. Um, I remember I was actually doing push-ups and I was trying to like, you know, a buddy of mine came in the room. He's like, what are you doing, dude? I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to do my workout. And I broke down. I mean, yeah, a, a, you know, a grown man breaking down because his newfound contract is apparently not going to be fulfilled. Yeah, um, slap in the face of a dose of reality. Um, and I was just thinking, okay, so what am I going to do? And I was like, you know what? There's nothing I can do. I may as well just enjoy this trip. And when I get back home, I'll figure something out. So when I got back to Colorado, um, I pretty much was on the phone daily for the first two, three weeks with folks at PwC, the partners, uh, peers, um, you know, just try to say, hey, you know, what kind of work are you doing? Can I, can I stay in touch with you in case something happens? You know, and all I wanted to do is I wanted to stay connected. And I, had, I didn't actually even realize that moment. Was I being obnoxious? Was I, you know, what was going on in their lives? You know, they, they were also probably going to experience something, whether they might have been furloughed or, or let go or put on the bench, as they called it, because you don't, get, you don't have a project. You know, what about them? But hey, I'm, you know, here I am. I'm 21 years old. I don't care about them. I care about me. I need to, you know, figure something out. Um, and so as time went on, a couple weeks passed, my dad was like, look, bud, I need you to get a job. Uh, and it, you know what? I need you to be productive. You're not on vacation anymore. And in fact, I actually want you to start paying rent for the room that you have in the house that I own that you and your friends are living in. Wow. Another dose of reality striking. Um, 
So, you know, I actually thought back to someone that I met when I was on um, spring break. I was with my sister and a, some of her friends in New York and one of her friend's husbands, um, I was told, owned a company that allowed him to travel to the Far East and, and it was in garments and women's fashion. And I was like, oh my God, I remember him telling me flat out, you ever want a job, work for me. My email is boom. And I said, okay, you got it. And I'm like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to need this, but you never know. Yep. So it was that first week of September 2001 where I dropped him an email and I said, hey, uh, here I am, here's my CV, uh, I'm really keen, really excited, would love to hear more and you know, remember that guy that was really eager? Well, still eager. And then a couple days later, tragedy struck again, 9-11. I mean, I, there's no way I was gonna hear from him. He was based in New York City. I had no clue, what, again, he, his team, his business, folks in New York, folks in the US, all of this happening. You know, again, here here goes the country back in a recoil, the dot-com bust, now this. I was like thinking, okay, so what's going on here? Like, what what can I do? What else is, yeah, okay, you get the point. So again, I had to pay my dad rent. When he said something needed to happen, it needed to happen. And so I got a temp job using my accounting degree a degree that I didn't really think I was gonna ever use, but actually came in handy for that period of time. Um, I actually got a job as a temp in a factory, that, a baking factory, and uh, I hated it. Um, I was asked to move boxes around, go up into like the this like dusty space to get files out. I was being bossed around by people, and I was just like, this is not what I went to school for. I'm better than this. Okay, yeah, you, for those of you that can see my expression, I'm like, I'm basically obviously rolling my eyes because no, I'm not God's gift to, uh, Denver and I'm not, you know, you may have a college degree, but that doesn't mean squat. But anywho, I thought at the time, no, no, I can do better than this. I can get a better job. Um, and so I did get another temp job. I got a temp job uh, at a mortgage company requesting payoff forms for individuals that wanted to refinance the mortgage on their home. Now, you know, when I kind of think back to that moment, that was in 2001. And that was a few years before the next crisis that would strike that whole subprime you know, mortgage crisis, yeah. So I think I was actually helping people, you know, uh, doing my part to contribute to that madness. But again, I think that's a story for another time. So I just, you know, I didn't know what to do. And then guess what? That phone call came through from Dan in New York. I flew to, he flew me to New York City immediately. I interviewed, he talked me through the details and he said, look, I really do want you. And here's the starting salary. It's not much. It's less than what you were gonna make at that fancy uh, consultancy. But if you're up for it, you'll learn a lot, you'll travel a lot, and you'll get to potentially make another dream of yours come true. And so with that, I signed. And I said, you got it. And in January 2002, I moved to New York City. And uh, I actually lived a life that many dream about, but a few actually get to live. And a year later, I uh, rejoined PwC because they rang me up and said, hey, we'd actually like you back. And that was another moment of uncertainty. How do I leave a company that brought me in during a tough period to go back to that job that I originally wanted to do. But again, a story for another time. That too wasn't an easy decision and created a lot of discomfort for me and some of the relationships that I created during that time. So I joined uh, what now became IBM Business Consulting Services and uh, that led me on another journey. You know, and as I reflect on that time and I looked at my MBA application, I wrote more about my experience in New York City in that eight to nine month period, the travels to China, to Sri Lanka, to India, to 
various parts of the, the East, you know, to open up new manufacturing bases and to learn about, you know, sandblasting and washes of denim and the different types of denim and, you know, but more importantly about me and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to live abroad and, and actually be part of, you know, building businesses and, you know, learning about new cultures. And I think that's actually what made the difference in my application that got me accepted into business school. But not only that, kept me here where I am today, um, working for big brands and opening up new opportunities and meeting new people from different cultures and forming new relationships. I mean, who would have thought that that your contract is frozen indefinitely, that moment of uncertainty, that period of five months that followed would actually have brought me to where I am today and set me up for the success and the failures and the mistakes and the wins that I've had up until now. So it did work out for the best. So as I share this, you know, there are a few things I'd love for you to take away and, and maybe think through yourself. The first is pause. In the moment, uncertainty can and most likely will cause you to spin. Allow it. Once you stop spinning, and I'm sure you will, for those of you that know after a bit of a few drinks and you get a bit nauseous and you know, the room is spinning, you close your eyes and eventually it stops. Revisit what grounds you. What was, what is your play, your plan? What was it that you were trying to get after? Don't lose sight of that. The second thing, look after yourself. You know, it it's almost sounds a bit selfish, but it's not. I think we've talked about this before. You need to know that every moment like this is an opportunity for growth. Don't retreat. Progress forward. Step forward. The third, you have to look at your family. Look after them. You know, yeah, at the age of 21, I didn't have a wife or kids, so I could get by, you know, and afford that first Xbox that I bought with one of my first weekly temp job paychecks. You know, understand what the needs are of your your partner, of your kids, and do your part to ensure that you factor that in to your next steps. You know, as much as people say compromise and adjustment, ah, that's bullshit. You know, you, you can make it work. And I know it's easy to say, but see what you can do. Only you can, can manage that, no one else. The fourth, don't lose faith. Believe in yourself. You will be successful at whatever it is you want to do. Imagine that this is just a moment that's gonna change your life. It's a new chapter. What will it entail? Who will you meet? You know, where will you go? What will you do? Allow that excitement and enthusiasm to really set you up and, and just ensure that whatever you do, it's what you truly wanted to do and what you feel like you were born to do, what, you, what you're living to do. And the fifth thing, take stock in your strengths and achievements. You gotta remain clear and true to yourself. The only person who has the job to be you is you. And you need to make sure that you don't lose sight of any of those strengths and achievements that you've had because they will grow and set you up to even be even bigger and more successful as you progress. You know, uh, I, I really do believe in that. Uh, so don't, don't lose sight of that because it's very easy to do. As soon as you go down that rabbit hole, pull yourself back out, remind yourself how amazing you are and what you can do, what strengths and skills you can bring to the table and make sure that that next person that you deal with, the next situation, the next moment, the next experience, you're ready for it. You know, so yeah, it, you know, at that point in my life, at the age of 21, uh, that was uncertainty. And I've had heaps of uncertainty hit me since then, uh, more than I can share here. 
some things that I look forward to sharing with you as well. You know, I've been blessed and very lucky that things have worked out and that I've been able to make the most of those situations. And I've been incredibly supportive and encouraged by family and friends along the way. You know, that circle of trust we talked about, they definitely can come through for you. So you have to make sure you've got that built and set up. And if you don't, it's okay. It's never too late to start. Embrace the uncertainty. Remember that you will emerge stronger. Be true to yourself and remain clear on your goal. Where do you want to be? Why do you want to be there? What are you going to do? How are you going to get there? But don't lose sight of that goal. Your dream. It could just take you to New York City or your next job, your next relationship, or your next experience. Hopefully as you grow, you'll find that that still mind and wise heart that I spoke to India about last week really will set you up to grow through any moments of uncertainty. Big hugs and lots of love. Take care, everyone.